0: is the place where real dialogue matters it is time to take flight with audio airstrike that's the sound of me lifting off now here's your host everett
1: hall mcneil what's up everybody this is audio airstrike and i'm your host everett hall mcneil thank you for joining us we appreciate you listening in um i wanted to do something special for this episode um so One of the things that I wanted to touch base on and one of the things that I wanted that I felt was important was to touch on suicide. But I wanted to have a special take on it Um, here with me. I have a guest with me, a very special guest. He is the pastor of Lighthouse Church in Catonsville, Maryland. And he also is the author of a book that is out in stores and out in all the platforms where books are available called unreasonable jesus ladies and gentlemen pastor thomas christensen thomas thank you for jo- joining us man we appreciate it
0: it's my pleasure ever glad to be with you here today
1: absolutely um how i re- how i connected with thomas was i was kind of scrolling through facebook and his article kind of caught my eye i read through it and it was a great read um and i think it was very enlightening um And Thomas, I just want to kind of start off and I just wanted to talk to you about what 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 lit a fire under you to make you, you know, write such a powerful article.
0: So uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, a pastor in California, Jared Wilson, took his own life and within uh, the Christian circles I'm aware of, uh, it it really touched off a debate. And especially online, it, it was a pretty um, I don't want to say heated debate, but it was a, a fairly spirited debate. And the reason, I think, is because it threw together a couple um, big values people have. The first was, hey, this guy's a pastor. You know, he served the Lord. Uh, and so that that that's, you know, a good thing. Um, but on the flip side, they said, well, you know, he took his own life, suicide. And there are certain traditions in Christianity that teach that if you commit suicide, you can't go to heaven. And so you have these two sides of he's a pastor, he's doing the Lord's work versus he committed suicide. And there's this, there's this rule, uh, against him being able to, 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 be with Jesus in eternity. Uh, and, and I, I just saw a, a lot of frustration coming out, a lot of confusion. Uh, and so I decided, uh, I wanted to just chat about it a bit. In fact, um, probably the most direct reason I ended up sitting down and writing out an article is somebody on our church staff came to me and said, hey, can you help me figure this out? What, what, what's going on here? How do you view this? Uh, and we just started to discuss it, and and I felt that this is one of those topics that there's a pretty big stigma associated with it. And, you know, most people, they don't really want to talk about this subject. Um, I, I do a number of funerals as a pastor, and this is something where if, if the person took their own life, generally the family says, hey, we don't, we don't want to mention that, we don't want to acknowledge it, we don't want to talk about it, because of this idea that, hey, you know, that maybe this means something really bad, or people will think this means, you know, something about his eternal destination or her eternal destination. Uh, so I just really wanted to jump in and say, hey, can we, can we figure out scripturally um, what our viewpoint should be on this topic?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those situations where because even I was taught that um, if you commit suicide in any way, shape, fashion or form, you are putting your eternal salvation at risk. That is what was taught to me and other people. And I always struggled with that because I've seen so many young people, um, especially now in this era of everybody being aware of mental health and talking about suicide and depression openly. Um, where it's one of these situations where um, you know if if somebody does that instead of there being a sense of awareness and a sense of well how can we prevent this it seems like within the Christian community it's like because of the stigma that was preached out and, and I hate to say this it put fear in a lot of people that People weren't open to having this dialogue and this conversation amongst those circles, which in turn hurt the Christian community more so than helped. It's like putting a, you know, a very thin Band-Aid over a wide wound. It's not going to help much. You know what I mean? So um, I'm kind of curious about, for one, and I just want to kind of pick your brain on this. Do you personally think that somebody who is Christian and commits suicide, are they destined to go to hell, or is that a far-fetched conclusion?
0: Um, I certainly don't reach that conclusion. Everett, the conclusion I've reached is that I don't get a vote in this matter. The the scriptures say uh, it is appointed once for a person to die, and then the judgment. And last I checked, Jesus... Does not ask me, hey, where do you think this person should go to? Um, or, you know, where do you think this person deserves? That is that is an area where I, I need to leave that in Jesus' hands. He is the only one who is holy and just and compassionate and all-knowing to be able to make a determination like that. So I make it a very strong point to stay out of any kind of debate where I'm saying someone is definitely ending up, in eternity in this form or fashion because again it doesn't matter how sure I am, I could absolutely be wrong.
1: Right. I mean and and one of the things about one of the things about us as Christians is that even our knowledge of who God is only goes so far because God is this omniscient, all powerful, all knowing being and there's only a certain amount of things that we can comprehend even within this body, even with our years of studying. There is some stuff that, you know, we get a I feel like um, Christians who are on a walk with God, we get a good knowledge of him, but it goes only so far because we're physically on this earth. And there's some things that we, you know, base because we're in these earthly vessels that we can only comprehend so much.
0: Listen. One one of the things that we read in the scriptures is this idea of the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And Jesus even says, you know, you know that 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 in the kingdom you're going to be surprised, you know, with 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 who you encounter. And uh, and so the idea that that we are able to determine what happens in eternity is just not correct. And and I would point out just a couple quick things. You know, I mentioned this in the article, but. In Matthew 25, when Jesus gives us this quick insight into judgment, the conversation is around a person's entire life. So this idea of it's make or break, you know, it, 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 your last action is all that matters, um, doesn't hold up. And the other thing I would I would point out that Jesus says is that there's one unforgivable sin, and it's not suicide, he says it's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Now. That's a whole separate topic that we could talk about. What does he mean? But, but that he, he could have he could have listed. Hey, there there's six unforgivable things. Or you know, I want to point out that suicide is just the worst thing. But he doesn't do that. So I have to be careful not to put my views or my opinions or my values uh, into the mouth of Jesus. Um, and, and, and by this, I'm not. You know, at no point am I going to say suicide is a good thing or it's a viable option people should consider. Hey, if someone's considering suicide, I would absolutely say get get help, reach out to someone. It's definitely not something I'm advocating, but I'm simply never going to say I'm never going to go past Jesus and say, "Hey, even though Jesus didn't say this, I'm saying that it's an unforgivable action."
1: All right, I definitely agree. Why do you think um, there are some people in some um, you know positions? That turn around and that would say, you know, hey, you shouldn't be doing this because this is basically putting your eternal uh, salvation at risk. Why? Why do some Christians take that stand and not take the perspective that you just said? Why? Why? Why is there that sense of, you know, pride there? They take it into their own hands. What causes that?
0: That's a great question. And, and I don't want to presume to paint, you know, everyone with certain broad strokes. And I don't want to be dismissive of anyone. I, I completely understand the idea of, hey, you know, God gave you your life and, and, and you taking your life, you know, it is this act of sin or disobedience or disregard. Now, we do have to keep in mind, as you already alluded to, mental illness is something we're, we're far more aware of than previous generations. And so we can certainly understand someone who takes their own life, you know, can can be seen very much as a victim and not this perpetrator, not this person who's kind of defying God and saying, you know, I'm not gonna listen to you or let you control me. You know, this is someone who may be really wrestling for years with a a chemical issue. Um, But the traditional teaching was just this idea that if the last thing you do is a mortal sin, is a heinous sin, and it's impossible to repent of it. Well, if you show up with unrepentant sin in your life before God, his hands are tied. He can't do anything but find you guilty but banish you. My response to that is, you know, hey, does that mean every person who died in a car accident who is angry at the person who ran the red light or was going the wrong way on the highway is also going to hell because Jesus says if you... You know, have anger, then you're in danger of the fires of hell. Um, So, so I think that I think the fact that we're just kind of afraid to maybe rely on God's grace in a manner like that, and we're much more comfortable with knowing what the rule book says. Um, But as I mentioned in the article as well, you know, in the Book of Galatians, Paul says, you know, be careful that you don't um essentially uh get rid of grace and you go back to a system of laws he he in fact says i'm a sinner if i rebuild the old system of law i already tore down um but ever i think i think living under grace is far more confusing than it is to live under laws and even though it's better some people just want a rule book hey as long as i as long as i follow the rules then i get the reward
1: yeah and I think that I think it's an issue too I think when it comes to I think that When it comes to rules I do understand that there's guidelines and rules And, and that sort of nature I understand that That needs to be happening um, But without that proper relationship And without that that intimacy there um, I feel like that A relationship with God Is definitely lacking Especially when you're dealing with A topic as or dealing with the issue like suicide and depression to just go in and a lot of and 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 a lot of fellow believers go through that process, not knowing that they're going through the process. Well, if I follow these strict formal rules, I I should be fine. It's it, it. The Christian walk is never about, you know, following a certain amount of rules. It's about building a intimacy and a relationship with God to help you through this journey called life and get proper perspective and, that's what it should be built off of and when i see this particular topic come up to see the divide and the you know it's not a unified thing of oh let's let's take this course of action to bring awareness but also help other people get a full understanding of the fact that hey suicide depression is a mental disease and we need to carry it out this way instead they run instead some people some individuals I'm not going to sit there and paint the, the Christian community in a negative light because I'm from that background um, but some individuals um, run the risk of giving a false witness or a false um, a false message or a message that's tainted that could you know stray one person away or that could you know lead the person thinking, you know, the worst possible thing when in reality um, they should take that person and kind of be a little bit more open minded and be like, hey, I know you're going through this, but if you need anything, call me and we can talk over anything. You know, I'm not going to gossip behind your back. I just want to give you some advice. I just want to be a ear. I just want to, um, you know, be an ear to listen and then be soft to speak so we can help you um, become a better person. That's what the approach should be. But you know, it's one of those because we've been taught so many misconceptions on how, as a body of Christ, we supposed to deal with suicide and depression. I think we're, I think a portion of us are genuinely confused.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, I, I I have spoken with people who absolutely love Jesus and are in relationship with Him. Who, when they heard this story, just had no idea what what the response should be. You know, if am I, if I show compassion, if I if I'm forgiving to that person, um, you know, am I in the wrong? Is that something that that really you know is against the rules and it's a bad thing? Um, and, and so I can't I can't have compassion in that moment because you know maybe somebody else will think that it's okay and. And I'm just with you, Everett, that in the end, uh, it it comes down to relationship. It's not about rules. You know, one of the things uh, that that the scriptures say is that God has adopted us. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family through Jesus Christ. So, uh, I mean, I, I just think that we have to approach it from that standpoint. And if my brother or my sister is affected with depression um if if they're in danger of suicide then my obligation is to reach out to them to love them to have compassion um but if if worse comes to worse and if they if they take that action i don't have to then pivot and and demonize them i tried to help them i tried to encourage them but they did that thing and now i have to not talk about it or i have to not love them anymore um you know that 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 certainly wouldn't be the right approach and I mean, one of the things that Jesus says is, if we being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more does God give the Spirit to those who ask? So if someone has invited Jesus into their life, but they wrestle with depression, they take their life, does, does that mean God didn't give their, His Spirit? Does that mean God didn't love them? Uh, I, I certainly don't take that approach. And I'm listen, I'm not, I'm not swinging the other way and saying, hey, when you commit suicide, you're definitely still going to heaven. I'm just saying, I, I have no idea... Um, But my job is is to be loving and be compassionate and trust that God is the ultimate loving and just God. And what he determines, when I find out, Everett, I'm not going to go like, oh, man, I wish that wasn't the case or I hate that. I think when I see what God does, I'm going to go, wow, God, you are so much more gracious and loving than I could even have imagined. And the way you've responded makes me love you more. It doesn't leave a sour taste in my mouth for all of eternity.
1: Right absolutely I definitely agree with that I definitely agree Um, Some of the things that you Have uh, that you have Said has definitely um, It's definitely brought good perspective Because I think sometimes We don't move On grace We don't move on compassion I think at times Christians tend to Like move off of fear Um and I I don't think that's a good emotion to move off of because you can kind of take things um things can be taken out of context um the enemy can come in and manipulate you know the idea of fear against uh, fellow Christians and the people they're trying to impact um and when people move off of fear they're not doing it with a genuine heart it's just I'm scared to death and I need to do this to survive instead of let me do this with a genuine heart because this is what God called me to do Um, and when I see that happen I always focus on who it's impacting and people know it's never some people are different they will never say it they will never broadcast it or something like that Um, people know when somebody does something for them and it's genuine, there isn't no there is no ulterior motive. There isn't. I just did this to, you know, clear my conscience and that's all I did it for. It's people know when a genuine act of kindness and, and generosity is done toward them and they appreciate it. People know that feeling um, when you do stuff out of fear, when you say things out of fear, when you move totally out of fear, just doing things because you're uh, in fear of something, it people pick up on it, and that's not necessarily the light that you want to move. That's not that's not necessarily the light that you want to move in front of or move towards because it just sets off the wrong message. Um, and people are so people in the Christian community are so fearful. Of doing anything to lose their salvation because they have been told if you do suicide, you're done. You said put your salvation in trash can. Um, and because that has been preached, it has led people to move in a multitude of just living in panic or fear. And that's not I mean it it's been said in our community all the time. God has not given you the spirit of fear, so why would you move in that? And one of the things that that I've always kind of been puzzled with uh, TC is if we're supposed to be free, in which we are if we accept the Christ in in certain regards. Um why is it with this topic that we ha- have been are programming other Christians to move in fear or move in silence, because that's the worst thing that could that you want to do is move in fear or silence when these things are going on, especially um, at the rate that they are going on, especially we're we're entering a season. We're in the fall now where people, especially around hol- holiday time, will feel the heavy amounts of suicide and depression more than any other time in the year, depending on who that person is so my question to you is what are some tools what are some ways that you've experienced personally that you kind of moved out of let me not operate in fear but let me operate in generosity and love in order to attack in a loving way the issues of suicide and depression that other people face
0: hmm so, OK, so if I'm sitting down with someone who's sharing with me that they're wrestling with depression, um, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to first of all, I'm going to point him to Jesus and I'm going to say, you know, look, you know, your relationship with God is based out of grace and love. You do not have to earn that. I want to make sure that they have a foundational understanding of their identity of as being a beloved son or daughter um you know and and this is this is hard for us the, the idea that when god speaks to jesus um at the baptism and says this is my son and i'm well pleased with him and then we read later in the scriptures that god is no respecter of persons to have this idea that when god looks at you he sees a son or a daughter that he loves and 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 that and that he is pleased with so i i start i start there but trying to make sure there's there's an identity, an understanding of one's identity. But beyond that, every, I will I will tell anyone who's wrestling with depression, hey, you need to go talk with a counselor. You need to talk with a professional because you may be dealing with something that's chemical and something that God has given us the ability to provide medicine for it. So I'm going to point people towards uh, those who are trained and can provide. Help in a moment like that, because I know that because there can be a stigma. Um, sometimes people will isolate, uh, and and that that's just the worst thing possible. I think that being in community, being loved, being valued, uh, I think that's an incredibly important step. So those those are two steps that I'm that I that I will take with anyone any time to try to make sure that they that, that they have that grounding, they have that connection to people. Who can and are willing to help them? Um, beyond that, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's so important that we that we who are in the community around people who suffer with this that we make sure to lead with compassion. Um, one of the things that happened after Pastor Wilson took his life. Is that online? I saw a real firestorm debate where one side is saying, "You know, he's a pastor and he's with God now," and the other side is saying, "He committed suicide; he's not with God." In um, a moment like that, having it turn into a theological football, having it turn into political or social argument or discussion, that's just not real helpful at that point. I think that I think it's important that we never stop seeing. The humanity of others, of our brothers and sisters, um, and and that we give as much grace to them as we want for ourselves. Jesus is pretty clear about this, putting it in the Lord's prayer. Um, that that, that as the grace we give is the grace we will get back, and and so I think that I think that we should err on the side of giving as much grace as possible within healthy boundaries. I'm not I'm not going crazy here, um, but. Anywhere that we can give grace, that we can be compassionate, that we can be loving, um, I just think I think we should really take that as our first approach uh, and and do our best to to point people towards Jesus and towards healthy engagement to deal with struggles and challenges.
1: Absolutely, I definitely agree. I think that that's a very fair approach, and I think that when you When you take that step and let somebody know that you're there for them, because a lot of times I'll be I'll I'll be straight up 100 with you. Um, A lot of the time, people who are suffering with suicidal thoughts, depressive thoughts and stuff of that nature, um, when they struggle with those types of issues, they do not want to open up as quickly because some people will be quicker to gossip about their issue than rather help them and point them to the right direction with their issue. So it causes them to kind of get in a cocoon and be like, I can't trust anybody because they've given me a reason not to trust them because Uh they've done this and this and this with revealing when I'm opening myself up. When I've opened myself up, they gave me a reason not to trust them. So now I'm just going to be in this cocoon. I'm not going to say nothing to nobody. This is where I'm going to be because at the end of the day, I have to look out for me to a certain extent because I I can't get hurt again. It's just going to trigger the pain of suicide and depression more. Um, And this is I'm talking as if I'm thinking like the person Um, so that the approach that you had helps counteract that from happening because it's not. You're not coming from a standpoint of gossip You're not coming from a standpoint of Oh but you know so-and-so is dealing with this None of that at all It is completely the other side of the coin And More people need to understand that This is a reality that's affecting Every single family member um, This is a reality that is affecting Every single friend that you have There is somebody Out there That knows somebody who is dealing with depression And who has dealt with suicide Or is actively dealing with it and we need to be mindful of the signs we need to be mindful of other the the feelings for other people because if i mean put yourself in that person's shoes i mean it's i mean the proof is in the pudding right there if you were dealing with the thoughts and the problems and the mental issues that that person was dealing with then i think you would have a better understanding as to why compassion and grace is needed and it's 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 a part of who we should be as christians um you know there's too many examples in the bible of compassion that you know we why can't we act on it there's been there's there's dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of examples of compassion when you look through those passages when you look at the different people that decided you know what i'm not gonna act in a spirit of fear i'm not gonna sit here and gossip i'm gonna help the person out just because not only did god call me to do it not only is it a part of my makeup but it's just the right thing to do at this point in time to help somebody be as free as they possibly can and walk in a in a light that can help others and also um you know bring them closer to god so that way god can intervene and help them break loose of those particular issues so i think it's very important i think it's i think it's very um crucial um to you know to not only just the faith but just people in general man that they you know that you know they need to know that that people are there for them you know and i think that's very crucial
0: Oh, I, I, Everett. I think what what you just said there—they need to know people are there for them. I, I think that is so important. Um, I, I know that, um, like like we talked about, people tend to isolate, they tend to cocoon. I think if someone is dealing with depression, if someone is dealing with thoughts of suicide, um, that being in regular and intentional community is is so very important. And and by this I mean like if you're at a church that has small groups, or if you have you know, one or two or three friends that you can say, Hey, can can we grab coffee once a week or once, you know, once every other week, I think, I think you've got to sit down and you've got to be willing to be vulnerable, to have the courage to be vulnerable and say, Hey, Hey, I'm, I'm really struggling right now. Um, so that you have people in your life that know that and, and can pray for you and care about you and love you and check in on you. Now, as you said, one of the challenges is if you open to someone, and they go run off and gossip. Yeah, that that's that's really painful. And it's going to hurt the situation. Uh, I'd probably tell someone if they were trying to figure it out. First of all, pray about it. See if God. You feel like God shows you as someone you should talk to. But if you can't figure it out, hey, go to, go to your pastor. Go to go to your spiritual leader and say, "Hey, who's who's someone I could talk to about this?" Because I'm going to tell you right now, a pastor or a minister or a priest or a rabbi, they're going to know the people who are trustworthy and compassionate in their spiritual congregation. And the ones that are not going to do that, the ones you probably shouldn't, you know, trust trust in. Um, but I would definitely recommend that. Um, I, um, I, have, I have, you know, several people I know and friends who have wrestled with depression. And I have one person who I know, who I've known for years, who has wrestled with depression for years in the time I've known them. And I just occasionally, you know, I'll, I'll remember them and I'll reach out to them and say, hey, how you doing? And, and, and pray for them and, and keep, keep touch with them. And one time, uh, Everett, I told this person, I said, "Hey, I said uh, we were in church, and I said I just want you to know how proud I am of you and, and how much I look up to you." And and they were like floored. They were like, "What do you What do you mean look up to me?" And I said, "I said I, I, I've watched you wrestle and struggle with depression for years, and yet you still show up in church, and, and and that's a level of faith that God cares about you, loves you, that it's just beyond what I have." And and, and they were like. Blown away by the fact that the fact that the, the 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 idea that them continuing to show up, not giving up, not saying forget everything, that 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 someone could look at that and go, I can't believe how strong you are. I can't believe how much faith you have because this person thought, oh, I'm so weak and lowly and insignificant, and I'm just a worm. When in fact, the opposite was true, and just just seeing that. And calling it out really made a huge difference to them. And I really saw uh, a difference going forward, and they started coming to church more often because they realized, hey, wait a minute, I- I'm not this pathetic person. Uh, I- I'm actually someone who's in the struggle, and, 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 and somebody sees that and, and and thinks thinks highly of me because of it. So I think that we can always be on the lookout and, and just look for ways to encourage someone, um, I have, and sorry, I don't want to talk too long here on you, but I have another friend who, uh, she actually, she got to a really bad place and she tried to commit suicide. Um, and, and she ended up failing because honestly, of just God's circumstances, someone showed up at the exact right time. Uh, she, she, she got medical care, she survived and, and she turned her life around when she dedicated herself to Jesus and she leads a recovery ministry. She's one of the most incredible, humble gracious, compassionate people I've ever met. So I know for a fact, Everett, the people who have wrestled with depression and even gone through an attempt at suicide, that, that Jesus can work in them and through them in incredibly powerful ways. So the idea that we should just, you know, push somebody like that away, like, ah, oh, geez, you're too high maintenance, or I don't want to catch whatever you have, or you're just broken, uh, I mean, that, that would just be unbelievably foolish and self-defeating because because people who have been through that I firmly believe that that, that they can have compassion in ways that I, I can't even imagine in my life being you know relatively sheltered and, and had it relatively easy
1: yeah absolutely and the thing about it is that what people need to understand is suicide and depression can it can be draining to somebody's confidence so when we see that person still trying to push taking you know one day at a time taking one minute at a time just you know just keep on pressing pressing and then they may think they're insignificant and then to get that to get that pick me up to get that encouragement to get that um that edification to get that small hey man we appreciate you we see what you're doing keep up the good work there's more equity in you than you think like that means the world to these people that means the world to them it changes the whole entire mindset i mean when you got people on a different mindset um and and just that 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 those small words of encouragement it does wonders and then you see that change happen throughout it i mean a a powerful a powerful couple words of positivity um, can do wonders for a person. And it could be just be a couple words. You don't have to give a, a huge declaration of independence. It could just be a couple words and that can change a person's life. Um, and, and that's something that uh, we need to be mindful about, especially dealing with um, this issue is, you know, there's there's life and death in the tongue. I've heard this a lot in church. And, and the sad thing is that we've heard this a lot. And people still tend to not fully understand it until the worst happens. Like, you know, and, you know, some people have used the power of their tongue in a very positive light. Um, And that's something that we need to be mindful of, especially when we're dealing with somebody that has dealt with depression and suicide or still dealing with it or actively dealing with it. Um, It's something that, you know, words. Can hurt and words can kill too. So it's very crucial. It's very a key component. And I'm in TC. I'm, I'm proud of you for for using this tactic and using something to edify people and see the good in people and um, you know exposing that you know even though that they feel inferior that God doesn't look at them that way. Um, you know, so I'm I'm definitely proud of, of your efforts, and also how God is using you to kind of uh, shed a light on uh, suicide and depression just by that little those couple words of encouragement because that's a huge key.
0: Yeah, hey man, that's listen. I mean, I can't remember who said it, but there's a quote that says, "Be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle." I mean, if I if I get to the place where I think someone else is less worthy of encouragement or grace or compassion. Then I have completely missed the gospel. So, it, so I, I definitely just think that it's so important for us to see one another and to to you know extend the compassion and grace that we want for ourselves. Um, I you know I, I've done a few races and um, you know one of the things at, at bigger races that that you do is they have volunteers who are out there who are just cheering for you. I did. I did yesterday a race that I've been um, had a goal to do for a while, and I completed it finally yesterday. And you know, when you're just miles and miles and miles in, and all you want to do is quit, and your your body's just screaming at you to stop. Having people out there ringing a cowbell, saying "Great job, keep going." Uh, there was there were some people that they were in a caravan and they dressed up in seventies gear and were blasting seventies music and disco dancing and just shouting like "Keep going, you're doing great." You know, you know, never going to give you up and stuff like that. And man, like in the midst of just just wanting to quit, just having people that, that see you and acknowledge, I know you're in pain, I know this is tough, but you're making progress. Don't give up, keep going. I just think that's so critical. And um, if, if I could just, there's one other scripture that I just think we can really take a lot out of for, for, for this topic. Um, and it's, it's Psalm 139. And uh, David, you know, a man after God's own heart, In in verses 7 through 9, he writes to God, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. This idea that we can put ourselves outside of the grace of God, I think, by and large, is a very unscriptural idea. Now, Now, listen, can we tell God, get out of my life? I want to live a life without you and experience the consequences of that? Absolutely, we can. But, but if someone is suffering from mental illness, depression, if someone decides in a, in a fit of despair to take their life, I, I don't want to just draw a straight line and equate that with, well, that's someone telling God to get out of their life. I, I just I think that we need to approach it from a standpoint of, of grace, and we can trust God to administer justice in, in, in a loving compassionate way to his sons and daughters
1: yeah absolutely man I think it's one of them situations where we have to be very careful when we put our our what we think is our vast knowledge over something that only God knows the line um, and, and people tend people like I said before people tend to put their conclusions together and it's one of them situations where, as a Christian, the only person that knows your walk better is you and God. Really, that's the really those are, really that's the two. You can tell people whatever you want; they can tell you whatever you want. At the end of the day, you and God both know what your relationship is. And one of the situations that comes up is like I said about the gossip earlier if we edify these people that are going through these issues it changes the atmosphere if we demonize these people it will change the atmosphere but not in a positive light for obvious reasons and it could send a trigger pushing them to do something that they shouldn't be doing so We just got to be mindful of the fact that We know that person is struggling And let's love this person And let's Encourage Inspire And promote That person to seek God And have a relationship with him And also remind them That we're not here to judge We're not here to demonize We're just here to love be genuine be kind be courteous and also motivate you into you know knowing who god is is it going to be easy sometimes when you're when you're dealing with this walk on this earth absolutely not but it's better to endure the walk with god than than without because really he's really the source of to handle any situation Especially when it comes to suicide and depression In my personal opinion and in TC's so they, I mean it's one of those situations where I think It's it's very crucial it's very key um, TC What if if I could ask you this was there any point If in and and stop me if I'm Digging too deep was There any point in Your life that you were dealing with like suicide Or depression or anything of that nature
0: I've never dealt seriously with suicidal thoughts, um, but depression I have, and I'm generally speaking a pretty happy-go-lucky, upbeat, you know, water just flows off my back like a duck kind of person, Um, but I did have uh, a season that lasted about a year and a half where I ended up dealing with depression and in fact i I was i was going to a counselor because i knew i wasn't healthy emotionally spiritually relationally um and uh so i went to a counselor and she diagnosed me with situational depression and she said hey when your situation changes um your depression will go away um but in the meantime because it was it was due to um, a job I had that I ended up, my time came to an end, and it was really unhealthy, really toxic what happened. Uh, and it was, a, it was a long season, a year and a half before God brought me to somewhere else where I am now, Lighthouse Church, where I'm incredibly grateful. And I was so depressed that God wasn't opening any doors. I couldn't figure out what God was doing um, that I ended up switching my nights and days. I would stay awake at night and sleep during the day because it hurt too much to be awake during the day and think any minute now an email could come in that could change my life or i could get a phone call and it could be the answer to my prayers and it was so painful for me that i couldn't do it i just slept all day uh and being awake at night i knew no one was going to email me or text me or call me at you know 2 a.m or 4 a.m to offer me a job i had been you know applying for praying for and uh, and, and so my counselor told me, you know, you're, you're situationally depressed, and her advice to me was um, start doing the things that you did when you were not depressed. So I had I had stopped running or exercising and all, and she said, "Listen, when you were when you were healthy, when you were not depressed, you did those things. You need to do them again. I know you don't want to. I know you don't feel like it, but you have to do that." And she she wouldn't let me wallow in it, but at the same time, she, would, she also had compassion. She didn't condemn me or chastise me and say, well, snap out of it. Stop doing that. She would say, hey, this is real what you're feeling, but I'm going to ask you to do something you don't want to do and try to get yourself into a healthier state with the knowledge that, yeah, you, until your situation changes, you're going to continue to wrestle with this. Um, and Everett, I tell you, see so, so that experience, which is really minute compared to what I know many other people deal with it, it absolutely helped me to appreciate the fact that telling someone you know just snap out of it or stop feeling like that or just just decide to be happy um, just is absolutely not going to solve it and in the same way I can only imagine telling someone you know hey just stop having suicidal thoughts would be about as useful as telling my dog to become a cat you know right
1: Right Because that's something You can't just You can't just tell somebody Hey, turn that off Like, no, it doesn't work that way um, and, and it's one of those situations, man Like, I had my bout with That's how this podcast got got started I was I went through a situation Where I was at a couple jobs That were out of my field You know, my field is in filmmaking And, and video production And I was in a situation where I was not happy because I wasn't doing what I love to do. And, and I wasn't using my creative skills or my artistic still or art tip. I wasn't using my, um, art skills to telling stories. I was that wasn't being utilized. So when that happened and when, um, you know, when I was going through that struggle of I'm working these odd jobs and I'm sitting over there and I'm getting depressed to the point where I'm, I'm losing the, yeah you know, I'm losing a sense of work ethic because I'm like, what is the point? I'm at a job I don't like. Nobody's taking the time to understand. My own mother thinks I'm just complaining. <laughs> so I even to a point where I stopped, you know, going back for my mother and. It wasn't until that she started noticing some signs that I was depressed and she like was like, okay, why, how come you didn't, you know, you know t- tell me that you were feeling this more? And I was like, I felt like you weren't going to listen. And then she kind of pulled me aside and she was like, don't ever think that I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. And it was one of those situations, like I was working a warehouse job, I was working a construction job, where it's more like asphalt maintenance. Um, and then recently um, I was let go from a job that was actually in my field. And I was I went through a I went through a quick sprout of uh, depression there because I was like, I gave my all for like a certain amount of time. And even, you know, me having a positive attitude, even me having um you know uh you know showing the talent and showing what i could do and to you know get the basically the word of it wasn't enough overall made me feel depressed um for a short amount of time i mean if you factor all the times that i was depressed over the last you know couple of years let's see 2016 that was a terrible year um 2017 because i was at a i was at a you know construction job and you know the vibe the energy from a certain person just wasn't much of my liking um and that didn't help because when you get verbally insulted <laughs> that's definitely not going to help um that just tears you down even more um and then to have a job where it was in my field be there for a certain amount of time and then let you go anyway. That <laughs> that made me have trust issues. I, I felt like I was kind of like having a conversation with God, be like, "How can I even trust people again?" Like these are the things that were happening around me, and it and I easily could have, I could have fell into a deep dark place and could have just stopped shopping. You know, I could have stopped pursuing my filmmaking stuff. I could have stopped pursuing my podcast. I could have been like, you know what? What's what's the point? And but instead. um, It was I was having a conversation w- with God. And it was one of those situations where I was like. I was like, I don't I don't I don't I'm, I'm, I'm fed up. I feel like I can't trust people. And certain. And, and I was kind of like just going down the list on how I was feeling. And I was having this very open hard conversation with god about how i was feeling and um it was it was god just giving me life lessons like look this happened because this is what you had to learn from it this happened this way because you know you had to understand how people act this way for you to so down the line when you know certain things happen in your life you know how to react to it better um this person Left you high and dry so you can understand that you can't, you know, you can't, you know, not everybody's going to, you know, some people are going to be in your life to actually help you and some people are going to in your life to take from you. So that's why that situation happened. So he was just dropping these these gems in my brain. As life lessons and the whole time I was sitting over here going like, well, why did all this happen? And the reality was he was giving me life lessons. And the one the biggest takeaway that I got from it was um, God was telling me, he was like, I know that through these situations you dealt with depression, but at the end of the day, I don't want you to lose the very essence of who you are as a person. I know how kind you are, how kind of a person you are. I know how genuine you 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 strive to be. I know that everything that you do, you do it with a sense of you do it more than just you want to do it for art. You're doing it because it's a uh, it's a heart thing. It's you do it for the love of people. You do it for um, you do it for spreading awareness and actually wanting to help people. Um, And I'm a very selfless person. Um, And God knows it about me. And um, so when I went through those situations and I felt some type of way, and I was depressed about them God knew where I was at And he met me where I was at And and this crazy thing about it was There was people that he was sending Through friends, um, through strangers um, You know, through friends and strangers I met along the way They were encouraging me Being like, look, don't give up Like I've had I was on constant phone conversations uh, With um, friends of mine Family members of mine um, Some people didn't even know I was going through this back then um, and it's one of those situations, man, um, where, you know, some of those situations had to happen for me to get to where I am now. And, you know, and, and the whole point of me saying this, the reason why I'm opening myself up and, and kind of alluding to this is because when you talked about um, situational depression, I can understand why. If you feel like you're in a situation where you feel like you're stuck. And you feel like um, your talent is not being utilized for his glory and full capacity that it could be. It, it can wear you down mentally. Um, so. When I look over back the situation, I'm like, wow, like all these lessons I took from this. And the fact that I was still getting encouragement From the right people that were always in my corner from the, from the family members and this and that And To have my mom encouraging me It meant the world And that's what I mean by We gotta learn to speak life more Because Your story Your situational uh, depression The depression bout I went through If the wrong person Had said something the wrong time in the wrong way, we could have went a different path. Sure. And so I, I I just wanted to kind of open up a little bit. I don't want to go into the you know, all the details, but I want to kind of open up a little bit to kind of encourage somebody that some of these situations that pe- that you're going through are not to hurt you, they're to help. Build you and also make you Aware of 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 just Life lessons and how to navigate through Them and and if you're Feeling those thoughts and if you're dealing With those issues those mental thoughts Do not be afraid To open up to somebody who you trust God will reveal Who to go to If you ask Um, and And Sometimes Even if you're too down to even Ask this is what's great about him. He'll just send somebody over. Huh. Even if you're too down to ask, even if if all you if all if you can't even have the words to to say if you can't even find the words or the or the or the sounds to even cry out for help, he just sends somebody over being like, "All right. He's he's down. He he's really down and out. I'm going to just send somebody over." I know, I know. It may be one of them situations where you really do not want to ask for help, and his pride's kicking in. Let me just give him grace and just help him because the pain is that great on him or her. She's dealing with a lot. You know, she had people talk bad about her. She has trust issues. She can't trust nobody. Let me just send somebody over there to give her a word of encouragement, and 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 I'll and I'll breathe life into those words, and it'll bring her. And then she'll see what I see in her, and that is value equity stuff that she doesn't even see in her let me build let me let me send somebody over there to drop a word on her so she gets built right back up so he gets built right back up that's how good god is and so i mean it's it's one of those situations where i look back at where i was and i, I listened to what tc opened up with and i'm just thankful because to everybody that encouraged us and, 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 and and took that time to hear us out, not demonize us, but uplift us, edify us, speak life into us to those people. Thank you. Um, thank you for allowing God to use you. Um, and I don't, and you don't have to and you didn't have to necessarily be in the Christian faith to be used by God to give me or TC advice. I'm just thankful because I have people from all different backgrounds. TC, I'm pretty sure you do as well. Um, And just looking over everything that I've seen um, with other people dealing with depression and with the stuff that I dealt with. um, It's, it's, it's by his grace that we're even, you know, still here being able to talk about it, spread awareness and stuff of that nature. So, I'm thankful and I hope that everybody that hears this um, is stays encouraged, man, and, and still stays in the fight. And once again, I'm, I say I'm going to put a Facebook post about this and I'm going to, you know, put the invitation out on here on Audio Airstrike. If anybody is struggling with these issues, um, feel free to. Uh, DM me via audio airstrike on Instagram or stuff of that stuff of that nature. Um, for those of you who are on Facebook, who uh, have my personal Facebook, um, feel free to contact me if you're dealing with these issues. Um, this is something I don't take lightly. This is something I want everybody to I want everybody to be able to overcome or be given the chance to overcome uh suicide and depression. I don't want nobody being left behind. Um, so that's just my two cents, TC. If you got any words. Uh, you can, you're can you more than welcome to, to chime in and, and take it away.
0: Yeah, man, let me, just a couple couple closing thoughts off of what you were saying is, um, I, I know a lot of people have, like, favorite sayings of Jesus. I, I have a list of my least favorite sayings of Jesus ever. That's probably weird or something, but what can I tell you? That's who I am, and at the top of my list of, Least favorite sayings of Jesus is the first part of John sixteen thirty three. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. He doesn't say you might. He doesn't say if you have trouble. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. We're all going to face, at some point, circumstances, situations, challenges, maybe physically, chemically, maybe situationally, that are, that are going to really bring us down. It, it is absolutely going to happen. But the second part of that verse, Jesus says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so I I just do my best that, that when it seems like everything's against me, I can't catch a break. I can't convince myself that God sees or hears or knows or cares in my feelings. I just have to choose to trust that who God says he is and what God says to me is true. And I I know that God has no wasted sons or daughters. If you are on this earth, you are loved, you have a purpose, and, and I would beg you, don't give up. Reach out to someone, as Everett said, if you need help. Reach out to Everett. Reach out to someone you know and trust. Ask God to send you someone. One of my favorite names uh, for for Jesus that's given in the Bible is Emmanuel. God with us. When we are suffering, we are never suffering alone. We, we serve a God who came to earth and suffered on our behalf so he knows what it feels like he knows what pain is and he cares and, and the scriptures say he tells us he will never leave us or forsake us and even when things seem just to have no hope i, I know what that feels like but i, I remind myself and, and probably one of the reasons ever that i never seriously entertained suicide is because even in my darkest moments i said to myself The God of the deepest darkness of the cross is also the God of the greatest joy of the resurrection. I mean, in the cross, everyone was looking and saying, we thought he was Messiah, but everything's lost. It's all over. Everything we hoped for has been destroyed. But three days later, the thing they couldn't even bring themselves to hope for, God brought it about. So if you are in a moment where you are despairing, where you are thinking about taking your life, where nothing seems to matter, nothing seems worth it, I just want to say, if you put your hope in God, I I, I promise you that is not foolish. I promise you he will not let you down. It takes incredible courage to keep going, but I would beg you to do so. And listen, even if you feel like you're alone, the Apostle Paul, when he was writing to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 4, he, he said, everyone abandoned me. But then he said, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. I believe God is with everyone hearing this, everyone wrestling with depression, everyone wrestling with suicidal thoughts. God doesn't get scared when you think those things and run away or disown you. God is there. He is with you. God loves you. And I promise you, there's a community of brothers and sisters in Christ, people who have wrestled with this, who are, who are just like I talked about at races, they are cheering you on saying, don't give up, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, there is a finish line, you have a purpose, keep going, keep going. So Everett, I'm, uh, I'm so grateful to you that you would. You know, create an episode and that you would even share of your own experiences, and, and my friend, I I pray that God will use your story and your courage just to talk about this, um, to to be a, a vehicle of hope to to someone or many someone's who need to hear it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a testimony is, I think a testimony is key because it's a way of showing people that I struggle to you struggle to We're not perfect. Um, We we don't we don't have the our This walk of life is not uh, paved in gold. Um, You know, we are going to have hardships. There is struggles that we deal with. Um, You know, we don't put it all our business out on social media, but we still everybody deals with struggles. Um, So it's very it's very crucial that I share some of the things that I went through so it frees and helps somebody else and it encourages somebody else because I would want to hear um, a word of encouragement if I was still in that situation of deep depression and facing frustration about okay where is my future going Um, and I think it's very key that you know when other people hear your testimony it's relatable it starts up a conversation it builds fellowship And then it builds brotherhoods and sisterhoods, and then it builds strong unity uh, amongst people. And I think that's the biggest important thing, because if people feel like they're alone, that's the worst thing that could happen. When when you know that you got a friend or a brother or sister to call on, it does wonders. So because um, it's just very helpful. And uh, I think that's something that we need to remind ourselves every day is that somebody is always... Whether it's God or whether it's one of your close friend or family members, somebody is always needs to be there uh, to be that light, to be that hope. So, TC, I want to thank you for coming on. This has been a very, very um, enlightening episode, a very, very deep episode. And uh, I just want to thank you for, for taking time out of your schedule uh, to encourage and help others. And I definitely appreciate it
0: my pleasure man thanks so much for having me on Everett
1: yeah absolutely Um, TC will you feel free if you can share your information where people can contact you in in any regards Uh, feel free to do so now
0: oh hey if anyone is interested in you know reading other things I've written or getting in touch with me they can just visit my website com.
1: absolutely absolutely well TC Thomas we appreciate it man we appreciate you coming on the show and um, I want to thank you once again man thank you for uh, coming on we definitely appreciate uh, the jewels that were dropped and uh, if you are in the Catonsville Maryland area go check out Lighthouse Church uh, where TC will be at he will be um, he'll be all around dropping the word dropping knowledge but also uh, being a supporter being the encourager that he is that's what's in his heart um, and and it, you'll definitely be blessed hearing him um, so TC, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, This has been another edition of Audio Airstrike. Once again, for those of you who are struggling with any type of suicide or depression, you don't have to be, um, we don't care about race. We don't care about background of that sort. um, Anybody, and I mean anybody, I don't care what your background is. If you're struggling with this, get help. Please contact someone that you trust. um, Contact someone that you're comfortable with or go seek professional uh, go seek a professionals professional help if need be um, whatever you're comfortable with uh, there are people that are willing to help you you can you know you can call the suicide hotline uh, for any uh, situation or if you want to call a hotline to speak to a private person to talk about your depression uh, to encourage you not to do it you can also do that as well and the number is available uh, of course all over the internet and other platforms as well Um, So with that being said, this has been another edition of Audio Airstrike. Protect your peace, protect your mental health, and until next time, everybody, I'll see you on another episode. Stay encouraged. Take care.